Welcome back to the podcast. I'm your host, Isabella Gescos, and this week I got to talk to the playoff MVP of the 2022 season, Bryce Eblen of the Bourne Braves. This Alabama infielder took his game to another level last summer with the Braves when they ultimately walked away as Cape League champions. Bryce, a rising senior at Alabama, rehashed last summer while talking about where he sees Bourne headed this summer. Along with that, we discussed mindset, social media, and unique passions. You won't want to miss this. Ladies and gentlemen, Bryce Eblen. Welcome back to the podcast. I'm here with Bryce Evelyn of the Born Braves. Bryce, thank you so much for coming on today. Thank you for having me. Okay, so first question. When I say War Eagle, what emotions do you feel there? Um, Very negative emotion. I don't like him. Why not? Because they're a rival and I'm not a fan of them. And so you probably, find must, you probably must have had some um, great battles at Alabama against Auburn, right? Yeah, we've, we've had some pretty good series with them. Um, especially, uh, you know, when we have them at home, it's a lot of fun, but... You know, if we go to Auburn, it's pretty tough, but uh, the rival is a big rival in college sports. Any crazy moments from the from that rivalry especially or no? We beat them in every sport, so, <laughs> I mean, it's pretty easy. So it's not even a rivalry at this yeah, rate, no? no, no. Okay. No, not really. Perfect. Okay, so, Bryce, I actually interviewed you earlier this week for Extra Innings, a shameless plug on the Cape Cod Baseball League. So you said that you feel as though you could land a commercial airplane safely in an emergency situation. Why is that? Um... I feel like I have a really good sense of like urgency and I have a lot of feel for other people and uh, I don't panic and I stay relaxed and uh, I'm a very composed person. Can you take us through how you would do it? Honestly, I don't really know exactly how I would do that. I would just kind of like push the brakes and try and like land it in a good spot, I guess. Yeah. Any hesitations? No? No hesitations. No. You could do it all by yourself. Yeah. Just me. I love it. I love it. Yep. Okay. And last question before we get into baseball, there are two dogs in your host family's house, Daisy and Teddy. Who do you like more and why? I love Daisy more. Uh, She's a lot more fluffier and uh, Teddy likes to grab food off the table. (laughs) What food? Uh, Anything he wants. Uh, Literally, literally whatever he wants. If it's on the table, it's up for grabs with Teddy. So why is Daisy your favorite? She's a lot fluffier and she's cuter and uh, I don't know. I think she's just cleaner too. <laughs> what do you mean by cleaner? She just looks cleaner. Teddy, yeah, yeah. She just, I don't know. I mean, she just looks cleaner. Okay, okay. Yeah. Okay, so we'll go into some baseball. You had a very solid performance during the regular season last year, but you really turned it on in the playoffs. What helped you take your game to that extra level last season? Uh, I came into the regular season in the Cape with kind of not really a good swing and I talked to Salty about it and he got me right and just kind of moved up my hands and uh, just learning from a lot from the coaches and players on that team. It helped a lot and I couldn't do it without him. Um, but really it was just the swing and mentally in the plate and um, was pretty happy with the way I performed last year. You said Salty really impacted your swing. How? What's your relationship like with him? Yeah, I love Salty. He's probably, arguably, my favorite coach I've ever had. Um, also, I mean, he's played in the bigs at the highest level you could possibly play at. And, um, you know, just kind of getting information from him and, um, you know, listening to what he has to say is absolutely huge and it helps a lot of us at the plate. Any advice that he's given you that's really stayed with you? I would say, you know, 
make a lot of adjustments. The base, the game of baseball is like being able to adjust to pitches and being able to adjust in the box, pitch after pitch, and um, that's kind of one thing that stayed with me from Salty. And you know, you just have to really just kind of adjust as you go throughout the game. And if you aren't feeling the best, adjust that. And you know, it's it's just a game of adjustments, and I've learned that a lot from him. How do you stay in a good headspace throughout baseball? Because it's constant fluctuation of good and bad. So how do you stay in a good mental? It's funny that you said me and uh, a bunch of players were talking about it yesterday on the bus. And, um, you know, the game of baseball itself, like you can't get too high, you can't get too low. And uh, you just kind of have to stay in that middle spot. And it's really, really hard. It's not easy. And, um, you know, I feel like it's a lot easier when you have a team filled with a lot of good players and, you know, you're able to show up to the field every day happy and stuff like that. And there's a lot of guys that just pick you up. And, um, if you didn't, if you don't have that, you're not going to be able to play at the next level. And, um, you know, that's the best part about summer ball is that you have those guys and, um, you know, it's a lot of fun to play with them. Who has been the person that you've relied on to pick you back up or someone that's relied on you when they're going down? Throughout my whole life or just a cape? We can do both. Let's go life and cape. I would say throughout my life, it would definitely be my mom and dad um, or even honestly, my grandpa. Um, He'll text me all the time and, you know, just kind of like make sure that I'm level headed. And, um, you know, there's a lot there's a lot of things to, you know, keep moving forward and keep working on and uh in the cape i would say um honestly i'd say either salty or uh jonathan vastine so me and vasty have been talking a lot about you know just the mental side of baseball and it's just crazy when you look out in the field and there's you know seven seven guys in the in the uh, infield and outfield trying to get you out and um you know it's a game of failure and if you can't accept that, you're not going to be able to play at the next level. And, um, you know, you just got to keep moving forward and always just be happy and it's a grind. Let's go back 10 years when you were in like your preteens and you were a kid and everything. What is one thing you wish you knew then that you know now? Uh, I would say, honestly, never get too high on yourself. I mean, you know, like in Little League or, you know, high school or whatever it was, like you'd get that sense of high on, you know, oh, I went four for four, you know, I'm on a tear right now or whatever. But at the end of the day, it's like baseball knows kind of your feelings a little bit. So like, that's why, you know, you go for four, you got to show up to, you know, the next day and you got to know that you're going to go four for four because the game of baseball, like it's crazy. It's, it's a tough sport and you just have to literally just stay in the middle of emotions and it's, it's pretty tough. How are you able to handle your emotions after you won playoff MVP last year? I would say that's, you know, a pretty good achievement um, that, you know, like I've... Pretty good? That's great. Yeah, yeah. But at the end of the day, it's like I look back and, you know, I'm just happy we won it all. Um, and there were so many memories that I um, that are going to have or that I will have for the rest of my life through that whole moment. And, uh, you know, Salty Landers, Cook... All those guys last year, top, Ols, like those are my guys and they will be forever. And uh, I wouldn't be able to do it without them. And um, I'm just glad we got that ring and I'm hoping for uh, another one this year. Do you remember that moment when you won MVP, playoff MVP? Yeah, uh, that was, it was kind of weird. I was kind of shocked, uh, you know, just because, you know, I had Matt Shaw on my 
uh, house um, last year for the host family, and uh, we were just talking baseball, and I was excited for him to win the MVP, and I'll never forget when he was like, you're next, and I was like, yeah, well, you know, we'll keep doing my thing, whatever, and sure enough, it happened, and I looked at him, and he had a big smile, and um, it was awesome. It was It was probably one of the best times of my life. You mentioned Landy already. So you guys had a very memorable run to the title last year. What's it been like to play for Scott Landers and at Bourne? He's the best. He's literally the best coach that you could possibly have. Um, And I feel like, you know, having that, like his type of coaching style is, you know, you go out and play and you guys, we can cut up with them and like just have a lot of fun with them and, um, you know, he's one of those guys that like you look at and you would just run through a brick wall for him. Like you, you got a bunch of guys that are willing to play for him and for the team and, uh, um, you know, obviously make him happy, but, um, about baseball is about having fun. If you're not having fun, then, you know, it's, it's going to be hard to play. So, um, but yeah, he's the man and, uh, he's one of my favorite people ever. How do you like to be coached? I I like being coached kind of just laid back like you know you go out and play and you know when you have a lot of pressure on yourself it's it's hard to perform at the highest level and um, you know I feel like being able to just be laid back and you know obviously still be coachable if you're not coachable then you're not going to play but um, you know I feel like being laid back and at this type of level it's kind of more like that Um, and you know people perform a lot better but I would say being, you know, kind of coached laid back and um, just letting us go out and play and have fun. What is the biggest difference between playing on the Cape versus at Alabama? I would definitely say the um, your surroundings. Uh, the SEC, like you, you pretty much have six to 8,000 people every game. Um, in the Cape, you probably have around – what would you say, 200? About, yeah. Yeah, 200, 250. Depending on the weather. Yeah, yeah. But um, I would probably say the surroundings and, you know, I feel like you have a little less pressure on yourself just because it's, you know, not saying that it's summer ball, but, um, you know, I feel like you are in a situation where you don't really know a whole lot of people and you're trying to, you know, adapt to a team so it's a little difficult but um really it's just you playing your own game yeah those sec crowds must be insane yeah Yeah, they are crazy what's been the most intense crowd you've played in front of i would say lsu my freshman year uh that was when so i actually got a shot um versus lsu at lsu um and it was unreal i was at shortstop because one of our players got hurt and um so I went in, played short, and that was the first time I ever got tunnel vision. It was crazy. I was looking at the batter, and then everything just went, like, black around, like, the batter. It was on- honestly unexplainable. It was crazy, but um, probably LSU. And you also mentioned the team dynamic, getting to know guys and everything. This is your second year back on the Cape. Yeah. What's the biggest difference between the team last year versus the team this year? Uh, I don't really think there is a big difference. I would just say um, – you know, maybe last year we had a lot more pitchers stay throughout the year. Um, and this year we kind of have a lot of guys come and go uh, with the arms and stuff like that. So, you know, p- people are on, on um, pitch counts and all that type of stuff. So it's kind of difficult for us to 
um, you know, get them adapted to the team. And, um, you know, being able to adapt guys to a team is absolutely huge. So, um, but yeah. Who are your, who are your friends that you made last year that you still keep in contact with? I would say Matt Shaw, um, Bryce Cunningham, uh, Josh Moylan a little bit, um, that's about it, really. I mean, I wish I kind of stayed in touch with a lot more, but we have a big group chat that we kind of uh, go into and stuff, so it's pretty fun. Also, which, speaking of, Daisy entered. The- yeah, Daisy's right here. <laughs> she knows that she's the favorite. She yep. knows. She loves me. <laughs> I love Daisy. You know, she's all over she's Bryce awesome. right now. <laughs> oh, hello. Daisy. This year, you guys are currently red hot, recently placed second in the official Cape League power rankings. What's been the driving force behind your success so far? Honestly, I think it's uh, team chemistry. I think, you know, we come to the field every day with, uh, you know, a lot of energy. And, um, you know, I think really um, one of our players, Jonathan Vastine, has, you know, really stepped up. Um, you know, me and him kind of talked about, you know, trying to lead this team. And, you know, there's obviously many other leaders on the team. But, um, you know, we trying to uh, get the guys to the field just a tad earlier, right before early work, so we can get the swings going everything like that. But, honestly, it's just really adapting to what we have here in Bourne. And, um, you know, just listening to Salty and um, Landers is, you know, like, if we listen to them, we're, we're going to win games. They're very smart, and, um, you know, we just have a really good team with some really good guys, and, uh, you know, I think that's what makes a team. What is your leadership style? How do you lead this group of guys, or just in general? Yeah, I'm not, I'm not really a guy that, you know, will, like, tell you to go do something or anything like that, but I just kind of lead by example. Um, I like to show up to the field, you know, like in – probably 30, 45 minutes before early work than what we're supposed to go to. Um, And, you know, I try and get guys to come to that um, just so they can get, you know, their T-work in and get drills in and, like, one-handed stuff, like, whatever they need. And, um, you know, I just try to lead by example because I'm not a guy that's a big guy because, you know, if someone's, you know, a little bit bigger than me, they can boss me around. But I just try and lead by example and – yeah. What's the dynamic like? Um, so first we really, we go and we hit in the cages and then we try and, um, do some infield defense and, um, you know, that's really about it, honestly. How about outside of the ballpark? How do you guys kind of create a cohesiveness? That's what we're trying to do better at, honestly. We don't really have a whole lot of off time. So like, that's kind of the big problem, but today... Since we have an off day, we have a bunch of guys going to the mall with us. So, um, you know, little team bonding action right there. But, um, but yeah, that's, that's kind of what we're trying to do is adapt to the team and uh, get a lot of people that, you know, aren't really talkative, trying to, like, you know, get them out and uh, get them adapted to the team. You're going to the – what mall are you going to? You're going to the mall? Yeah, I don't know which one it is. It's 23 minutes away. Where's <laughs> that one at? 23 minutes away? Yeah, that's probably what oh, it is. Oh, the Cape Cod Mall. Yeah. Why the mall for the off day? That's I a very interesting place to go. Well, well, it's um, eighty degrees here yeah, and sunny. I know, I know. Uh, Vasty wants to buy a pair of shoes. JKG <laughs> wants to go do something. I don't even know. Let's see. What would you buy? What would you go get right now? If I were to buy something, yeah, 
I would probably buy, let's see, probably a new pair of shoes or uh, some clothes. I need some clothes. I was about to say, I don't know what Nikes you have on right now. Which ones are those? These are, uh, they're like golf, they're like the golf shoes kind of. Oh, you're in golf shoes. Okay. Those are but, nice. But they're, but they're the Nike Air Maxes. So let's talk about shoes. You seem like you have a good shoe game, correct? Uh, a little bit. Uh, these ones I got from uh, us hosting a regional. Oh, wow. Yeah. So they're pretty Alabama nice. Alabama hooks you up. Yeah. Yeah, they really do. We got a lot of stuff. So it's What's awesome. the best shoe that you own or that you want? The best shoe that I own are probably Yeezys. Yeezys? Mm-hmm. That's my expensive shoe, but... Yeah, probably those. The nice ones you whip out on occasion? Yeah, yeah. They're at home, though, in a box. Because <laughs> so you I don't even wear them? them? No, I don't like wearing them. Because then I freak out when they get dirty. That's, really? Yeah, I don't like it. You'd have a Tide stick in your back pocket ready to go just in case. Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> so this is your second year on Cape. Let's talk about recommendations and things to do. What do you like to do? Where do you like to go? Uh, I love the lobster trap. That's probably my favorite... Uh, restaurant in the world um those um buffalo chicken tenders are the absolute best well you go to the lobster trap and you get buffalo chicken tenders yeah it's literally the best it's unbelievable i love it and uh but i'd probably we have a boat on the dock i should i'm actually probably gonna go there tonight um enjoy a little meditation type thing oh wait we actually have a meditation type thing today what meditation type thing it's in the barn with aaron so wait, what's the meditation? Can you tell us yeah, about that? Yeah, so uh, we're going to do like a breathing and um, kind of like visualization, meditation type thing. It's where, you know, like we do some yoga poses and listen to some music and just kind of ha- have like a mental reset. And I think uh, I take a lot of pride in that too um, before games and stuff, just visualize and stuff like that. But um, I'm inviting some guys over for that. And, uh, you know, I think that's something that honestly every baseball player needs is a mental reset so so you're really into yoga and meditation yes i love I, i'm not as big at like i'm not big in yoga but um i'm really big in meditation i actually took a meditation class in uh alabama and that was actually the only class i really enjoyed and we would meditate for or we, we would get in there we'd write down our problems or what we had going that day or what stressed us out we would do that, and then we would take a, a meditation. We would close our eyes, feel our body, relax, relax ears, eyebrows, mouth, all that type of stuff, and you would just kind of feel yourself in the moment. And uh, you'd do that for seven minutes, and then after that, you'd tell us how you feel on a piece of paper. And, you know, that was the class, and I think, like, every player needs that, you know, just being able to, like, write stuff on a piece of paper and then meditate on it. How was that translated to helping you in baseball? Uh, I would say in big time moments because I'll never forget, you know, I, um, it was funny because me and my dad would always do it, but we would always listen to like a slow jazz type thing when we're on a beach and, um, you know, just kind of like stay away from our phones and just, um, you know, be present in life because not a lot of people are present in life and, uh, you know, just being able to sit there on the beach and close your eyes and just realize like, you know, this is where I'm at, this is how you breathe, all that type of stuff. So, you know, in big-time situations, I'll never forget it, Florida. Um, didn't really have a big hit, but my heart was beating, and uh, we needed a big hit. And, um, you know, I went back to that moment, stepped out of the box, and just called myself, and that's kind of what I think about. 
What was the end result of that Florida game? Someone made an error at third base, so I kind of got lucky. But, um, you know, it worked out, so that's all that matters. Do you plan on taking that throughout the rest of your life and even past, like, past baseball? Yeah, yeah. I think meditation is absolutely huge, and being present in life is very important because you never know when your uh, last day is. And, um, you know, just kind of being able to be present and being able to sit there and realize, like, what life actually is, um, it means a lot. And people don't realize it because everyone's on social media nowadays. But, um, yeah, being present in life is one of the biggest things that people need to learn. We might have to have you back on just to do a meditation guide. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Honestly. 100%. Yeah. What kind of breathing do you do? Do you do, like, the close one nostril and breathe out the yeah, other? I just kind of, like, there's this app – uh, my phone, I actually forget what it's called, but is it calm? Yeah. Calm. Yeah, calm. Okay, yeah. yeah. And, uh, so you just kind of like breathe in, tells you when to breathe in, breathe out, all that type of stuff. You just lay on your back and, um, I kind of do it before I go to bed, but, um, I like to feel like my body just kind of like relax and like feel my arms, feel my, it like just feel everything. Like you can feel like a sensation and like vibration in your fingertips and all that type of stuff, but people don't realize that just you got to settle yourself down and um but yeah it's pretty cool it helps give a new perspective right yeah 100 oh, it's so great yeah i love it i love it's it too. awesome meditating is the best yes so and i feel bad because now we're talking about being present and no social media oh, yeah, so i'm yeah, gonna yeah, bring yeah. in no, social good, media okay so you have some tweets that i think are absolutely hilarious yep. and i kind of want your perspective all right i did a little bit of digging so you didn't actually tweet this, but you retweeted it. Who is Jim Evelyn, first of all? I'm assuming that's your dad? Yes, that's my dad. So your dad tweeted on February 3rd, 2019, worst halftime show ever. That halftime show was Maroon 5, and you retweeted it. So let's talk about it. Why did you hate that halftime show? Okay, so it was funny because I was actually with my buddy Drew Dillon. I'll never forget it. And we were with I was with a bunch of friends, and uh, it was that night and we because it was the Super Bowl. And, uh, my dad's at home, you know, he's probably, you know, by himself watching the game, which I kind of feel bad, but, um, actually, no, he's probably not by himself, but, um, he's, he, he was new to Twitter. And so what we tried to do was we were trying to make him like, think that he was like the coolest dude in the world. <laughs> and so we retweeted and liked his, uh, tweets and everything. And my dad was like, look how many likes I got on this. <laughs> And we're like, yeah, like, that's crazy. That was a good tweet. And it was just funny, though. But, you know, he if he sees that, he's going to be a little disappointed. But it was funny at the moment. So you were gaslighting your dad. Yes, it was funny. <laughs> it was funny. So did you actually not think it was bad or are you just... I, I don't even really... I, I don't think I was watching the Super Bowl. You were just more invested yeah, in... it was just funny. I'm pretty sure, actually, like, I want to say I was hitting. Oh. Yeah. But it was just funny. Like, we saw the tweet, and I was like, oh, my God. Like, we got to get everyone to like this tweet. It's hilarious. Oh, your so, poor dad. Yeah, I know. He's probably like, oh, my God. Like, I'm so cool. But, I'm so popular. I'm yeah, famous. Nope, it's just yeah. It's just us messing with it you. It was funny. <laughs> so, okay. Now we're love you, make, Dad. <laughs> obviously. We got we yeah. to send him some yeah, love after yeah. that one. So, you posted this. It's actually a video. I'm not, I don't have the video, obviously. But um, it's you getting in a volleyball workout during covid so what sparks that? So I don't even really. So we have a girl at our school, um, Madison Hamill. She was on Wisconsin's volleyball team. And um, so there were like a bunch of videos of like other athletes kind of like doing other sports and stuff like 
we had a girl like playing basketball. She was a volleyball player and all that stuff. So I thought it was be it'd be kind of funny to like make a uh, tryout video for Center Grove volleyball and Wisconsin volleyball and tagged her. And I said I was coming for her spot. It was funny, but um, she told me she was going to make a baseball one, but she never did. So wow. she kind of backed out on that. I'm kind of disappointed. She didn't hold up her end of the bargain. Yeah, no, it was it was kind of messed up. Do you think wait, you can land a plane? Obviously, so do you think you could play Wisconsin volleyball? Uh. Probably not. Okay, wow. No. So you can land a plane, but you can't play. Yes. Okay, there's yes. levels here. Yeah, there's, yeah, for sure. I would say, like, I mean, if I said I'd be able to play Wisconsin, or for Wisconsin volleyball, my girlfriend would just blow me up because <laughs> there's no there's no shot that she would let that happen. Can you describe the video, too? Because it's I, I, I can't do it justice. Do you, remember, do you remember it at all or no? Yeah, I was, uh, I was passing off the house, and then I had, uh, yeah. And then I was doing jumps and touching the bricks above the house and stuff like that, working on my vertical. So, yeah, I was getting after it, honestly. It made me sweat a little bit. And the last tweet that we're going to go through is you retweeted or like quote tweeted a list of the hardest sports. I think baseball was number nine or something with yeah. a bunch of like laughing, crying emojis. Yeah. Want to talk about that a little bit? Yeah. Baseball is by far the hardest sport. I don't think, uh, you know, I, OK, actually, I take that back. I think baseball is a very, very hard sport, but I'm not sure about other sports. I know golf's pretty hard. I don't, I can't golf, um, but I don't think it should be number nine. Okay. What are, do you know what the other sports? We were can in pull front? it up. We can pull it up. But right now, give me your yeah, list right now. Yeah. No, I think I think the hardest sports would probably be, I would say, baseball. Okay. I think number it's the one? hardest. I think baseball's the hardest. Is that any? I think that's some bias, though. Yeah. But then we got golf, and then we've got, um, I'd probably say baseball. Okay, so baseball, softball, one, two, golf, three, I would say, um, basketball, and then four, I would say, um, football. Here we go. Here's the sports ranked by difficulty you know you're talking to a former swimmer right here and swimming's very low as well so i feel a little offense to this you were a swimmer i was but let's hear your so we have on the list number one is boxing number two is ice hockey number three is football four basketball five wrestling six martial arts seven tennis eight gymnastics nine baseball softball and ten is soccer so let's revamp that list give me your top ten all right i'll give you my top ten so i'll say all right. I mean, not going to lie, I do think now that I see all the sports on paper here, um, I'll give boxing one okay. because I think that's really hard. I, you know, um, two, I'd say baseball, softball, three, I'd say gymnastics, four, I'd say you can zoom out too. There's a lot yeah. of options. I would say, okay, so one's bo- or one's boxing, two's baseball, softball, three, I'm going to go with, sorry, no, not gymnastics, I'm going to go um, tennis. Okay. And then I'm going to go four, basketball, five, football, six, swimming, seven, soccer, eight, gymnastics, nine, uh, wrestling. 
and then 10 is ice hockey. Wow. I think you're going to make some people mad with that list. Yeah, no, I I, uh, I just think the top five's right. Okay. I yeah, respect it. Yeah, but I, I think baseball's – like, it was funny. I actually saw Zach Levine um, – he was getting asked questions about, um, you know, how hard is it to hit a baseball? And uh, Zach Levine's a basketball player. But, yeah, I think it's Zach Levine. Yeah. Right? I, I, the yeah. Bulls? Yes. Yeah. So he was asked if he could hit a 100-mile-per-hour fastball, and he said, heck no. Like, there's no shot. And I think, you know, I think he's right. Like, it, it is almost, like, you have to be on time. You have to hit it in fair territory. Like it's a hard sport, and then then they throw an off speed pitch. It, it's it's hard. So, um, but yeah. Do you think it'd be harder to hit a home run in the MLB? Okay. Score a touchdown in the NFL, dunk in the NBA, or score a goal in ice hockey? Which one do you think would be the hardest? Or like you can rank them if you want. I would say, honestly, scoring a touchdown would probably be the hardest. For are you talking about for me? For you. Well, I can't dunk. <laughs> Why not? I can't dunk. Um, I'm five eleven, oh. and I and I can't I can't I can't jump. But um, I would say dunking, scoring a touchdown, ice hockey, scoring a goal, and then hitting a home run in the MLB. I think I could do that. I think you could do it too. Yeah. There we go. I, if I get lucky. If you get lucky. If I run into one, yeah. What like do you if mean? it's right down the middle. Okay. No, I'm kidding. But <laughs> um, it would definitely be hard because those pitchers are good, but I think I'd be able to do it. I think you can too. Yeah. All right, so then our last couple of questions, okay? What is one question I haven't asked you yet Do you think that I should? How do I like it at Alabama? How do you like it at Alabama? Uh, I absolutely love it. Um, They made me feel like family, and, you know, I'm very excited to go back, and uh, we've got a lot of really, really good coaches that came in, and I'm excited for that, and we are going to have a... um, a really really good team and I understand that we're we're losing quite a few players um that were really really talented but also you know I feel like the coaches know what they're doing coach Jackson's literally the man he's shout out to him he's with you know coming in and taking over that head coaching job during the season um you know I couldn't be more happier uh to have a coach like that and also have a team that just adapted to him um so quickly it was actually unbelievable and um yeah he was he was awesome and uh I'm just you know blessed to have him as a coach and also be in the position that I am and and uh, I'm very excited to go back what is it what's better about Alabama the gear that you get or the Alabama sorority TikTok that's on everyone's oh for you gosh. page come August. No, that makes me want to delete TikTok. <laughs> I would say the gear for sure. I can't. I can't do the TikTok sorority stuff. No shot. Why not? I don't because I can't do that stuff. I I get like a headache sometimes. <laughs> like really? So, yeah, I just can't do it. That's yeah. No. Is it just too much dancing? What's going on? I actually don't get on TikTok much. Like okay. I, if I'm on TikTok. It'll probably be for five to ten minutes. I'm wow. not a guy that's like I don't scroll through it because I think it's, I think it's something that like people need to work on. Not being on TikTok as yes. often. You're calling yes. me out right now. Are you on TikTok a lot? I mean, I am. It's really bad. Yeah, yeah. See, I can't do that. What's the most addicting app then? Most addicting app, I'd probably say is Instagram. In really? Yeah. Are well, you on? Uh, Actually, I don't know. I'm I'm a big Twitter guy now. I love Twitter. I don't know if it's because I'm getting older or not. 
I don't I really is don't. Is Twitter for old people? I think so. Is it the new Facebook? Yes. It's I think, the new Facebook. I think it's, I think it is. Are you on Threads? No. I've never heard that. Threads? Threads? It's the new, okay, so after Twitter did the rate limit, you know about the rate limit? No. Wow. So you really aren't on social media? No, I, I, bear, I mean, I'm on it, but like, I don't really like ever pay attention to it. No, I don't. Yeah, I don't scroll through it a lot. Okay. Well, the rate limit is now you can only see X amount of tweets per day and they cut you off. On Twitter? Yeah. Holy crap. I, I know. know that. Instagram came out with threads and it's like the new um, Twitter. It's like the exact same format, but it's Instagram instead. If it will load, it looks just like Twitter, but it's Instagram. What basically. In the world. I know. That's crazy. I know. I didn't, see, I didn't know that. So, Bryce. Are you so, thre- on- Threads is an app. Threads is an app. Okay. Are you going to mm. get on Threads now? I might. I right. might. I might have to. We'll see. You, okay. Just depends. Okay. So, then we'll rank them. So, yeah. possibly Threads is up there. We'll okay. do Twitter number one. Yes. Instagram two. Two. Three. Three. On, are you, we're talking about apps? Apps. I'm going to have to go eBay. <laughs> what? eBay? Yeah. What's on eBay? I, uh, so... I kind of like collect like football and basketball cards Wait, and, I, cool. and I kind of like resell them. Okay. So yeah, it's kind of like, it's kind of fun just like looking at like Jalen Hurts' cards and stuff like that, like, like autograph cards. So I'll like, I'll buy a couple of them and then like when they start playing well and stuff, everyone's like, oh wow, Jalen Hurts is playing really, really good. Let me, let me get his card. He's going to be like one of those guys that like later in life, you know? So I sell those cards for like 200 or a hundred dollars more. Oh, wow. So, yeah. I've made, I've made some pretty decent money on like reselling cards. What's the biggest profit you've made off of a card? I would say, let's see, um, probably 150. Wow. 200. Yeah. That's impressive yeah. for cards. Yeah. So wow. my grandpa's really big into it. So, um. You know, I get some of his cards too as well, and um, yeah, it's pretty cool. I love, I love it. It's one of my favorite things to do is get on eBay and look for cards. So yeah, I'd say put them at three. That's wild. That's yeah. super cool that you have that kind of yeah. side hustle. Yeah. But yeah. I've never heard of someone being yeah. eBay up there. Yeah, probably. I, I'm probably on eBay probably an hour. Can we see your screen time? I'm so intrigued by this. Are you a big football fan as well? I'm a big football fan. Okay, what's your well, team? Actually, I'm not a big, like, football, like, college guy. I don't like – I do not like – You go to Alabama. Yeah, I just don't like college football. You go to Alabama. I know. Do you understand? Everyone says that, too. I just – You're just not into it. I'm just not into college football. I like okay. I like the NFL, and I kind of like – my favorite player, I'd probably say, is um, – I'm, I'm – I'm starting to become a big Trevor Lawrence guy. Okay. Respect. I, yeah. I think he's nasty. really freaking good. Yeah. How about, who's your favorite team? Um, favorite team's got to be the Colts. Oh yeah. Cause you're from that. You're yeah, from Indy. I'm from Indiana. So. The, They've been going through it, my friend. They've been going through it. Yeah. They, they aren't that good. Let's see screen time. Six. Six hours and 21 minutes. This is daily average, but let's go to see. All activity. Where you see that? Right there. And you can scroll down. So eBay today. 35 minutes. On eBay. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Let's check in general. Wait, on. Go to. So Tuesday, you can like see by. You were on it for an hour. Hour and, and 51. Jesus. Biggest eBay guy ever. Let's go. <laughs> I've never met someone on eBay yeah. as much as you are. I'm telling you. I'm, I'm always on eBay. <laughs> Okay. Um, have you ever dodged a good game handshake or said it or said a good game and did not mean it to someone? 
Um, that's actually a really good question. Are you saying like actually like in a legit game or can we in say a legi- like I would say what were you saying? Sorry, interrupted. I mean, like, I, I guess um, I guess what I'm saying is like a backyard game or like anything like that or like are you talking about like legit like Alabama baseball or like you I'm know? thinking like if, I guess we can do either. Okay. Have you ever gone in a line and someone goes good game, good game, yeah, good yeah. game, and you go yep, nope. Yeah, uh, I would probably say high point. High point. Yeah. Wow, let's hear about this. What happened? Um, I don't know why or what it was, but they, I remember striking out once and the whole team like just went nuts and I have no idea like what it was. And I get on, I'm like at second base and then one of them was like, nice strikeout. And I'm like, what? Like, what did, what did I like? I don't remember. I don't know anyone on high point. I don't know. Like I had no idea like where they were from, like nothing. And so I struck out one time and then, you know, one of the kids in the line was like, you know, good game, like whatever word. And I was like, yeah, whatever. Like, it was just kind of like, I don't know. It was, it was a weird, weird, um, moment, but it was just different. Yeah. That was the only time. I mean, probably like as in Alabama. Yeah. How about any backyard? Because you brought up backyard. Oh yeah, I would say backyard a lot, just because like my my um neighborhood is filled with athletes. Okay, we actually call it it's it's our uh, we have kind of like a hashtag on Twitter. It's called Woodfield is Loaded, <laughs> and it's and it's cool because like we've got some really really good athletes and um like we've got a we had a kid that was at Tennessee for quarterback. Um, and then he transferred to IU and then we have a guy, his brother, Trace, um, he got drafted by the Warriors in the NBA. And then we have me and then we had like, um, Gilfoy and Jimmy Wolf and Jaden and all those kids. Like they're just a bunch of athletes and it was abs. it was crazy. So it was, we had a lot of fights in the backyard and I'm talking like fist fights and oh, everything. Wow. Like it was like we really got into it, but it was that's what made us better. It was a lot of fun. Like we would, we would take pride in you know the way we would play flag f- or tackle football in the backyard and baseball and uh, basketball. It was a lot of fun, but definitely we I had a lot of moments of that. That'd be fun for NIL or something. Getting yes, all of you back that like tickets yeah. to go watch that. Yeah, it was cool. That sounds intense. All right, Bryce, final question and the most important question. Are you ready? Yeah, it's here. Okay. Rank these desserts, cake, brownies, cookies, and cupcakes. I'll go brownies first, two cookies. Ooh, you said you said cake, cake and, and, cupcakes. and then cupcakes. I would say three ca- cup or yeah, three cupcakes and then four cake. I'm not a big cake guy. Really? No, I don't really like it. What's the best dessert then? The best dessert? Best dessert. I would say the ice cream on top of a warm chocolate chip cookie. Oh. What's that called? Isn't that a... a, uh, Pazuki. Is it Pazuki? I I want to say that's what it is. Let me look. On top of what kind of cookie? Chocolate chip? Yes. Okay. It's from... uh, Have you ever heard of BJ's? Like at the... um, The restaurant? I have. I've never been though. Let me see. Is it in Cape Cod or on Cape Cod? I don't think we, there might actually not be one up here. Okay. Let me see. Pazuki. Yeah. Pazuki. Okay. You want to describe it to us? Yeah. So we've got a, uh, look how good that looks. Though. That looks, oh wait, that looks really good. Oh, so it's like a skillet cookie. Yes. Yeah. That looks skillet. insane. Yeah. It's on a skillet with 
like two things of ice cream on it with a warm cookie on the (gasps) bottom and you just put it all over the cookie and it's freaking unbelievable. I love it. That's why I go to BJ's. It's unreal. Okay, I believe it. Yeah. I believe it now. That's awesome. You got to introduce it on Cape Cod. You got to tell tell a restaurant owner. Let's go. Pazuki. I know. know, So. Well, Bryce, thank you so much. I know you got to go get your Pazuki now. So. 100%. (laughs) I appreciate you hopping on. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Appreciate it. And that's all for today's episode of the podcast. Make sure you like and subscribe. Once again, thank you to Bryce for taking the time. I'm your host, Isabella Gescos. Tune in next week for the next edition of the podcast.